Yo, 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 what is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy, the franchise player, Double B Bad Blood. Once again, joined by Mr. Chemical Julian and two special guests, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Phil Lindsay from Grapsities. You can catch him every Saturday on FIFO Select, FIFO.com, and my boy, Mr. NWA Power himself, the one and only, the king of Philly, the church's money, your boy, Black G's. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. G's, what is up, my man? What's going on, bro? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Oh. No, I mean, no, we, we want to get we want to get you on here, ladies and gentlemen. It is now Chocolate City tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We got four black men on the podcast tonight. Oh my god, we're breaking ah, all the rules. Ah. There's a reason why we are the rule breakers, the heels, the real heels of uh <laughs> bodyslam.net. <laughs> we we doing all kind of crazy shit on bodyslam.net, but um so geez, NWA power. Mm-hmm. Man, tell us what is going on with NWA Power. You, you got a lot of juice over there right now. What is up? I mean, it's going good, man. You know what I'm saying? I started with them back in June. And you know what I'm saying? Like, things just took off right away. It's uh, it's a good fit for me. You know what I'm saying? That studio atmosphere, that, that, that's for me. You know what I'm saying? And, um, like, none of the talent is an handcuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, um, like you, they just want you to be yourself and, like, and, and, and get over you know and there's no like stuff like as far as like promos promos aren't scripted you know what i'm saying you'll have bullet points you know what i'm saying and then you just go out there and, and you do what you got to do so like uh it's it, it's been great for me so far i'm looking forward to this weekend too another big pay-per-view coming up it's gonna be good you know what i'm saying we at home base in atlanta and you know we're gonna kill it this weekend man speaking of atlanta <sighs> Man, Cody Rose brought that golden shovel out. Man, I was like Triple H all over. <laughs> Somebody getting buried tonight, man. But hey, um, tell, tell tell the people about Black G's about the Church of Money. Tell, give them a give them like a rundown on you, man. Like like you as I mean, I, I know a lot about you. You're my partner. We we we've been up and down the road beating people up. But let these people know like what what makes you TV ready. All right, so uh, so I've been in the game for a long time, 21 years, bro. From Philly, from West Philly, um, like I mean, the resume speaks for itself. Like I've been, I've wrestled for every company out there aside from AEW. You know what I'm saying? And like you know this, bro. Like I've been TV ready for years. You know what I'm saying? And everywhere I go, I get over. Not even being arrogant, bro. Like like um, everywhere I go, I get it done. And like for the longest time, um, having an opportunity and a company that had TV, that just escaped me. And it was frustrating. You know what I'm saying? I was bitter about it, but I just kept going. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, finally got this opportunity with NWA. And like I said, bro, it's, it's taking off. You know what I'm saying? I had like, I had those little handful of, like a handful of um, appearances with uh, Impact a few years ago that didn't really go anywhere. But, uh, you know. But uh, it's about right now in the future. The future is looking good for the church's money. You know what I mean? I like hearing that. I like hearing that. So um, let, let the cats know where they can reach you on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, um, uh, OnlyFans, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got, you know, let, let the cats know where they can find you. All right. Yeah. You, yeah. You can reach me on um, Twitter and Instagram at G's215, G-E-E-Z-215. You know what I'm saying? That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's pretty much all I got as far as social media. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snapchat. 
it was just like getting to be like too many um too many things to like keep track of you know what i'm saying so i just got rid of a bunch of that stuff I'll tell you a little secret i figured out how to i figured out how to connect all my social media to the same one i figured out how to connect it all to one so if i if i, <clears throat> if I post on one it posts on all of them so yeah i made these around myself yeah but then, yeah but yeah but then but then like, sometimes you want to like you can be like really detailed on some of them and not as detailed on others so like True. it can get like to a point where like you spending way too much time on these social media joints you know what i'm saying so like a bunch of them just had to go i just didn't want to spend that much time on them so like i get um i get everything done on twitter and instagram really you know sweet well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been your boy, The Church's Money Black Jeez. You can catch him on NWA Power. You can catch him this weekend in Atlanta doing the most out there, man. Hey, good luck out there, and I'm going to pitch you up offline, and we can talk about, uh, you know, your boy making his last run in the, in the NWA. All right, people. Yo, um, check us out, NWA. We in Atlanta this weekend. We got TV tapings uh, from Friday all the way up to Monday. Hard Times 2 pay-per-view. On Saturday, uh, you can check that out on Fight TV. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do it. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me on, bro. Always, man. There's always a receipt hey, at the table for you. Wait, hold up. I, I got to hear G say it. What's up? How, What's much up? You, how much you weigh? How much I weigh? Yeah. Uh, I weigh 185. No, nah, my man weighs a brick and a half. Yo, I thought you I, I thought you was going there, bro. I ain't know, I ain't know you remembered that stuff, bro. Appreciate yeah. that, man. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, I remember the first time I heard that. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I might have to uh, start using that again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sure. All right, man. I'll, I'll holler at you later. Like, isn't Darius All right, bro. this weekend too? Yeah, da- yeah, Darius. Yeah, Darius gonna be there. Darius Lockhart. He's gonna, he gonna be there all weekend, man. He's a good dude, real talented, strong promo, strong character. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm looking forward to working with the homie. You know what I mean? So you know, like if you you got you got me and Darius Lockhart on there. Imagine us two going at it on the mic. You know what I'm saying? That's money right there. You know. That's that CM. But you never know what's gonna happen. Shit. The only way to see it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like uh it's good a lot of a lot of brothers is getting opportunities, man. You know what I'm saying? That that escaped a lot of us for a while, but a lot of cats are getting opportunities and the best thing that we can do is stick together. You know what I'm saying? Other people stick together, we need to stick together. It's like it's been like a real big problem where like we don't we don't stick together, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh for example, like uh we might see another brother that we might think is corny, but we won't associate with him. But bro, like we all gotta look out for each other, you know what I'm saying? And then like, like if you think somebody corny or whatever, work with them anyway. Bring out the best in each other, you know what I'm saying? That that's all we can do. Yeah, we we gotta stick that. together. It's enough. <laughs> it's uh, like, you know what I'm saying? It's enough. It, no, it's it's enough of us out there to where we can make this money together. You know what I'm saying? Like all that toxic negative BS, that's out the window, bro. 2022, we all need to just stick together and get this money. You know what I'm saying? Take this thing over. Man, for sure. See, that's why I like having Jesus on my show. He be spitting real shit all the time, all the time. <clears throat> There's three people in this industry that I go to when I when I want to know real shit. I hit up G's, hit up Homicide, 
And I, <laughs> it's just two dudes that just be straight with me. And sometimes I hit up Eddie Kingston. Um, Kingston was saying some shit that kind of gave me like, whoa, man, that's serious shit. But G's always got that good. He's always got that good shit. And homicide just be like, hey, fuck him. <laughs> you know, sometimes it be like y'all know homicide. You know it's true. He just be like, fuck it. But yeah, man. Hey, uh, good luck. Good luck this weekend. Um, y'all can find my boy G's on Twitter. The church is money. Um, shout out to the homie, man. I'll see you. Uh, see you when I see you. Hopefully, I'll see you sooner than later. Which is yeah, which definitely. Is and you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know, we're gonna wrap all weekend, bro. We're gonna let you up. Let you know what's going on and everything. You know how we For do, sure. bro. For sure. All right, man. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, with more of the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast with your boy, Mr. Phil Lindsay, and the man himself, the mixologist of pro wrestling, your boy, Chemical Julian. get your hair cut you go get your hair cut right you head down to big d's barbershop big d's barbershop vancouver washington's best and brightest 1019 main street vancouver washington where you can go get your hair lined up cuts fades shampoos conditions and all the great things that go with supporting a local barbershop in a local business area you can also reach them online at www.bigdsbarbershop.com Go get your haircut right. These are more than just the sounds of a safe place to go after school. These are the sounds of interest being ignited and of mentors making an impact. At Boys and Girls Clubs, we don't do just one thing. We do whatever it takes to meet the needs of every kid who comes through those doors. Because whatever it takes is what it takes to build great futures. Great futures start here. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And look, <sighs> you were on a plane. You were flying back on a plane. You were on the jet plane coming back home. You didn't get to see all the crazy that me and Phil got to see. You're the special guest, man. Tell us what the hell you tell us what you thought about this crazy ass show AEW Dynamite tonight. First of all, I just would like to say, just sitting here during the commercial break, like this is the first podcast I've been on where during the commercial break there was a spot for a barbershop. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Get your hey, family. You know what you want to know the cool thing about that barbershop? Who's in the chair? It's a female. It's a female-owned barbershop, right? Big D, legit. She uses straight razor, bro. Straight razor cut all day, every day. It is the best haircut I've ever had, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get your haircut right, go down to Big D's barbershop, man. I'm telling you, she do cuts, fades, shampoos, conditions, braids, all that good stuff. 
Man. Hey, man. If if I didn't know that I was among if I was among my people <laughs> watching that commercial, I know where I am now. Cause I don't think I would have seen that anywhere else. <laughs> hey. We rep, we rep, we rep hard for Big D's barbershop on this podcast. Yeah, man. All you got all you gotta do now is uh you know get you a spot for a barbecue shop and we'll be good to go. Man, yeah, man, if I can get churches of Popeyes to sponsor this show, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. You think Ooh. I ain't gonna try? We're, we're lacking on on Saturdays mornings now. Like I'm, I have to try and figure out how we can, how we can slide a barbershop <laughs> commercial onto our podcast. Now, hey, hey, well, Will lives in L.A., right? Um, he's in Denver, I think. Oh, he's in Denver. I, I got, a, I got a barbershop in L.A. that would, that would totally jump on your podcast. It's on MLK too, so it definitely would be on the podcast. <laughs> so Julian. Julian live in LA. He knows what's I up. was like, I was like, which one? I was like, I'm the one on Pico. Yep. <laughs> that one too. <laughs> Headmaster Barbershop. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I man. love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first ever chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, let's call it, let's call it chocolate Wednesdays, ladies and gentlemen. Dynamite, <laughs> AW Dynamite with <laughs> that smooth jazz chocolate voice of the uh, franchise player. With Mr. Phil Lindsay and the boy, the mixologist himself, Chemical Julian, we're bringing you the Roundtable Person podcast after dark on BodySlam.net. <laughs> hey man, so so check it out. So um, I remember uh, recently I saw uh, uh, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw G's you posted on Twitter. I was like, man, the brother looked really familiar. And you know, I've just watched a lot of wrestling over the years. And I go, uh, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, uh, yeah, he wrestled uh King's Wrestling back in the yeah. day. Yeah. And yeah, him and um him and Ruckus had a big feud with the Kings of Wrestling over yeah. the CZW tag team belts. And I yeah. believe uh Claudio Casignoli, otherwise known as uh Cesaro, <clears throat> Cesaro was the CZW champion now. No, I'm sorry, it was um was um no it was Claudio that was CZW champion and G's had a long feud with them and that's when I met G's and uh me and G's just hit it on right from the gate. Homicides were actually the reason why me and G's got together because Homicide and I were a tag team at one time and he got he got double booked on the show and he's like I'll send the little homie G's your way. And then G's came to California and we just just we just ran a rough shot. I was like we beat up Peter Avalon so much it was ridiculous bro <laughs> <laughs> So um I've been friends with G's and and you know forever and forever a day, man. So he's just like, hey, whenever you want to whenever I you know, whenever I call him up, like you want to be on the show, psst, I don't care what time it is, I'm on the show. So there it man, is. But but I forget what show I was watching and he wrestled a match and you know, you know, when they say like hailing from parts unknown, but they said weighing in at a brick and a half. Yeah, <laughs> never, <laughs> never forget that. I'm about to do that. Never I'm gonna do that in tribute on my next show. I'll be like, we ain't at, we ain't at two bricks in a piece. <laughs> and it was one of those things where like wrestling was on in the background, and I turned around because immediately I was like, he's got to be black. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Already knew. Already <laughs> knew. Already knew. He's trying to get me to. He's trying to get me to to jump into the NWA power. I mean, I got enough NWA belts right behind me that, you know, I've already broken enough history with the NWA. Do I need to go back to the NWA? 
Hey man, bring, reactivate one of the titles, you know, bring it back to life, you know. No, no, man. no these, these belts are standing in that trophy case, they ain't coming out except that big red one right there. She got to come out every week, but other the rest of them, they're standing there, they ain't coming out. I'm getting too old for this. Shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking Murtaugh over here. Um, let's get into this uh, AW Dynamite, man. Let's talk about this craziness that so uh, so let's talk about uh, the, the kickoff match was your boy Daniel Bryan. Um, Versus five, fiver, fives. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we go any further, let me give a quick shout out to my boy AJ Francis right now. Hit me up on the Twitter machine. Bet. All right. Um, oh, AJ Francis with the follow on the Twitter machine for show. Shout out to your boy. Yeah, man. Shout out to AJ Francis, formerly known AJ as Francis Top Dizala in the Heezy. Yeah, yeah. I, anyway. I mean, I, I liked what he was doing over there. I know some people were, you know, feeling the kind of way because he was taking shots, but I like it, man. Take, take get your shots off, man. When you when you taking shots, man, like sometimes you taking shots and you getting them in and you getting noticed, you know. Exactly. Hey, man, sometimes it be like that. You got. <laughs> hey man, a high tide raises all ships, and you know it does. It doesn't matter where you land. I mean, there's you know they say those things bad press. Um. I th- uh, that's a whole nother discussion. That's a whole nother discussion. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get into that later. So so Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon, <clears throat> came out and he fought uh I gotta say, man, like we, we okay, Phil, we do this. We do Raw, we do SmackDown, we do Rampage, and we do Dynamite. So at least two nights two at least two shows we talk about we like. The other two shows just happen to be there. So we talk about dynamite, and dynamite was on fire tonight. And the reason why it's on fire is because the first match, the first match on the card, I posted on Twitter. I said, "Look, three third, the first hour in the show was lit." Yeah, yes. First match, Alan Angels, man. I will tell you, Alan Angels is fucking phenomenal, man. Like the dude, like the dude. Just, I mean, Tony Khan. <laughs> Man, give me some of that con coin, man. Like I'm serious. Tony Khan is doing the most. <laughs> that guy is a wrestling genius. And the reason why he's a genius is because he's like Phil. He's like you, Chemical Julian. He's like me. He's a fan. He books what people want to see. And yeah. the storylines are so intricate. Man. So Alan Angels came out there, man. And put on a five star match. I mean, like he did it. He did it a couple weeks ago when he wrestled uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, but but tonight he showed up and showed out. I mean, like you know, the hometown dudes want to come home and they want to, you know, correct, but get all their shit in. He he did so good. Yeah, I thought he was great. And I mean, he's had two good matches with Omega. I remember he had that first good match with Omega, and people were like, "Why is Omega giving this guy all this offense, and why is he getting all this time?" and I think it was to showcase him, and I think every time they've given him a chance like this, he's looked amazing. Man, Julian. Man, I think I think every time um, you have younger talent that has the opportunity to showcase, I mean, I mean that's what they're supposed to do. So you take a Kenny Omega who's been in the business, you know, for quite a while. You take a Brian Danielson who's been in the business for a long time. I mean, whether they go over or not, they should be able to show the strength. Of, of the younger talent that they're wrestling. And whether they win or not, it's still showing that this guy put up a good offense. He didn't, it wasn't a squash match. You know, definitely this dude got his offense in. He got his, you know, he got his shit in. 
and um, and he put up a good fight, um, put in some good moves. I mean, the storyline here is that Brian Danielson is coming after um, the champ. You know, he's going after the some some cowering shit, as he puts it. <laughs> um, so so here's the funny thing, and this is what I was going to talk about. Brian Danielson posing in front of the mic like this, that's not really him. But mm. I believe after he knocked out Miro, they kind of had to pivot. And they had to change direction with him just a little bit and make him a little bit cocky. Now, the the most cocky that we'd seen him was when he was, uh, you know, Earth guy with the wooden title and, and oh, all that the uh, eco championship, wherever it was, eco championship, which, yeah. which, was a, which was a great run, by the way. Um, but um, this, yeah, the, the posing, the posing for the camera stuff, that's not really him, but the dismantling people, oh shit, that's him all day, 24-7. So, like, I knocked out Cole Cabana's tooth, um, you know, I tore this dude's MCL. And then next week I'm going to do this to you and I'm going to do that. I mean, that stuff is just, you know, that's him all day and that's money. And especially because he said, I'm going to do it in Dallas, the home of the Cowboys, you know, that's <laughs> just an even better story to tell right there. So, I mean, th- I mean, that gives everybody actually something to look forward to that puts a little bit, that puts a little something on the story itself so that's a that's a real buildup right here that we have to um, Adam Page versus um, Brian Danielson for the AEW Championship. Yeah, well, I I, I agree. <clears throat> I agree with the whole everything you just said about Dan, Brian Danielson. Um, I think that because of the because of the situation that happened with John Moxley, yeah, like Moxley was slated to win that. Yeah. Tournament. Moxley was slated for this gimmick that that Daniel Bryan is doing right now, or Bryan Danielson's doing right now. Um, but I've known Bryan Danielson since the New Japan Dojo days, the LA Dojo days, and that was always in Bryan Danielson. Like he is finally able to be un- unchained, and the handcuffs are off, and he's finally able to like not only wrestle, but have a personality and be able to talk on the mic. And be able to say things that Vince would never let them say. Sure. What do you think, Phil? <clears throat> yeah, I definitely agree. It feels like Mox was supposed to win the tournament and turn heel. Um, and I think they kind of caught an audible with um with Brian. I'm just surprised how well it worked because that was kind of a risk to try and go from a guy that everybody wanted to see in AEW, and they've they've done it well. They've gotten the fans to boo him. And, you know, that's just a testament to how good Brian is. But, like, him coming out and, you know, trash-talking the towns and saying this is the best you got in the city is Allen and, you know, beating him down in the match and then afterwards uh, trash-talking Hangman a little bit more and then jumping out of the ring immediately when he came down. I thought all this stuff was great. Um, I thought the promo he cut afterwards was almost as good as the match. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think people have acknowledged that he's gotten – as good of a promo as we've ever seen him. No, I agree with that because when WWE, like <clears throat> he was on the Indies, his promos fucking sucked. Yeah. And one one thing I learned when I first started wrestling was, you cut a promo, 
And in the first 10 seconds of that promo, either people are going to like you or they're going to fucking hate you. Like, that's it. There's You, you can do any crazy thing you want to do. It's just like when you debut in a new town or when you come out of that curtain. The moment you walk out of that curtain, it's like <clears throat> I, I equate it to like when you meet a woman for the first time. And every woman I've ever talked to, they'll tell you, I know if I'm going to like someone the first 30 seconds of the conversation. Same thing with wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are just like that. They know right from the gate, oh, this guy is the shits, or this guy is the shit. You know, um, shout out to our boy Oscar Hot Rod. He says, What's up? What's up, Hos- What's up Oscar? What's Shane up? is in the room. Shane's talking about Brian's a great, Brian's a great promo. He is a great promo. Um, I just think that, um, now that the, the, the chains are off, so to speak, you know, now you're gonna see a lot of greatness out of a lot of people, yeah. Um, I think him that time he had off where he uh, was doing the GM stuff and he was doing the TV stuff on SmackDown, it actually benefited him because it let him talk more on TV and it forced him to get better at, you know, acting and emoting and stuff. You know, the funny thing is, if you go back to, uh, I remember like a while back, I bought that, that, that CD or that, or that uh, online video um, that Cole Cabana had done. <clears throat> following a bunch of indie wrestlers just going from town to town. And and uh, Brian Danielson was one of those real young dudes, like riding in the back of a van, going from town to town, you know, doing indie shows. And um, great technician, but just a little scrawny kid coming out wrestling who had all the mechanics, he had all the moves, um, he had all the all of the in-ring mechanics, um, to make you believe he was, you know, the American dragon and whatnot. Um, but just because he was so young and literally hungry, like, like, Hey, can someone kick me down with a hamburger? Like hungry. <laughs> you know, if he came out flexing in front of the camera like this, you'd be like, ah, come on, cheeseburger. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, nowadays, I mean, this is later, like, you know, the dude's making money. He's well fed. He's got his, protein powders, no vegan plant-based and whatnot. You know, he's working out. He's got his regimen and trainer and whatnot. And so he's in great, I mean, he looks fantastic. You know, he's actually had some time to rest, I think, and hopefully recover, you know, get all of his um, concussion issues taken care of and then get back to doing what he loves to do. And so, like I said, um, after knocking out Miro, who I mean, we haven't seen for a while. Um, oh no, Miro cut the beast promo tonight. Oh, did I miss it? You missed it. You Miro's in purgatory, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Miro was like, "I'm coming for you, God." Like, you guys, has he been forsaken? Look, he's coming for God. But I'm gonna tell you right now, dude. God oh, followed man. me on Twitter yesterday. That shit was awesome. I saw that. And that was- <laughs> I just looked up. I said, "Oh shit, God's following." Oh, should I say that out loud? Like God's following me on Twitter. Did you see like, a giant spotlight come through your bedroom window, bro? I was tripping. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was in the TV studio at work, and I was like, "Oh my god, God's following me." Wait, I shouldn't have said that out loud. It's like, um, "Oh my you, <laughs> oh my you." <laughs> He's going to avenge Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, he came back. I mean, <laughs> he came. Look, there were so many great so many great things that happened tonight. Like, 
you know, Miro's Miro cutting his promo, the CM Punk MJF gimmick, you know, Cody setting himself on fire gimmick. But I I gotta say this, and I gotta say this, and I'm saying it for my girl Kay Hensler, because she loves Iron Anderson. The Iron Anderson memes, she was loving them. <laughs> the gif of Iron Anderson falling off the fucking stage tonight. That is going to be money. People are going to be posting that for years. Arn, man. Arn is hey, Arn is hey, got it, man. Man, oh look, God. you want to talk to somebody who do anything for the business? Yeah. That's your man. That's yeah. Your man. Apparently falling off the stage last <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, hey, Arn. Man, May Young was really dedicated to this business. He was like, hold my beer. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, hold my Glock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then uh what's the guy's name? Um um Jose. <laughs> Jose picks him up. <laughs> he helps him out of the hole and then starts punching him. <laughs> hey man, look. <laughs> Some days is prime rib, some days is a shit sandwich. Some days is spam. <laughs> <laughs> that was spam. That was some yeah. synthetic ham for real. Yeah. Oh, but so let, let's let's go to the second match. <clears throat> I'll let I'll let Phil I'll let Phil take off on this one. Um yeah, I this was the match I was looking forward to when they announced it. Um this was the punk Lee match, right? Yep, punk Lee and- already. Man, um, I've been excited for Lee to get more TV matches since they signed him. And I feel like he showed out in this match. I felt like this was everything it needed to be for him, um, especially with an opponent as big as CM Punk. And I felt like he he shined. He shined um, with given opportunity. Um, There were a few counters he got off in this match that looked really crisp. Um, The top row spot into that roll through where he, I thought he, I thought he was going to win after that. He rolled him up into that pin. I was like, oh, wait. Um, the, of course, the Pepsi, Pepsi twist spot where he came out of that and hit him great. He reversed Um, the Pepsi twist into his own, the Pepsi plunge into his own Pepsi. It was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah, he, he looked great. I mean, I mean, Punk continues to look good in these matches. Um, yeah. But I thought this was this was definitely a match to give uh, Lee Moriarty the stage. Hey, yeah, so really side note: in in WWE's action figures, they had to remove the uh, the Pepsi <laughs> tattoo and the Cobra Commander, correct? Yeah, from the action yeah. figures. So uh, when AEW makes their action figures, are they going to leave those in, or are they still got to leave those out, or pay those? Uh, mm. I, mean, I don't know, man. Tony Khan's like, hey, I want this song. I'll pay this money for this song. I can pay this money for this link. <clears throat> I'll pay this money for this picture. G.I. who? Yeah, it's G.I. It's G.I. Khan now. I'll pay for that. <laughs> I'll pay for that. I ain't got no problems with it. Man, Tony, Tony Khan, what can you say? Just, man. <laughs> Just, man. That's all I got to say. Um, the match was great. Like, if I had to give this match a rating, I gave it a four point five. Yeah, probably give it a five point oh if they didn't stay in commercial for so long. Yeah, that's what did it, man. the The picture in picture is just like, what the fuck? I mean, 
I mean, I get that you don't want. I'm not trying to see either. Geico Gecko for like three, five minutes at a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. I just like I renew my car insurance watching that commercial. I'm like, shit, I better go ahead and get this discount they're talking about. Man, but um, yeah. I mean, I I honestly think that it was it was an awesome fucking match. Um, Lee Moriarty posted on Twitter that he was excited because he got to wrestle CM Punk, and um. He was like, and he hit me with this move, and it was awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, but you hit him with this move. That made I said, look, I just I just replied to his tweet and said, you showed up, you showed out, 100. He had the like, oh, he had the MF Doom mask on as well. That was also great. Yeah. And then Punk came out with a a, a rock a rock a, like a rock and roll guy's T-shirt on to kind of go off that too, which was kind of awesome. Um, the Moriarty plunge. <laughs> Moriarty plunge. <laughs> Moriarty plunge. Shane, Shane with his little witticisms. Um, so yeah, there were a lot of cool things that happened on the show, man. Um, I for one, I mean, I was excited to see my girl Jamie Hader. You know, Jamie. To me, Jamie Hader is the uh, what, what? What do I call her? The quintessential. She she is the prototype of a professional woman's wrestler. She's got the look, she's got the ability, she's got that cool little promo. She she's got that that um I don't want to say it factor because everyone says, Oh, they got the it factor, they got the it factor. <laughs> she has that that hey, I look good and I'm gonna beat your ass look to her all the time. Yeah, that's know, great music. Great music oh, too, but yes, yeah. She she's doing the most of that music too. She's got um, all the necessary components. Yeah. Um, there you go. She got the diodes and everything. She's, yeah, she's she's a she's a quintessential prototype of a yeah. woman's professional wrestler. And I was really sad to see she wasn't, you know, I mean, we all know the TBS title is gonna be Jay Cargill's belt. We all know that. We knew that from the gate. TBS. Um, TBS. Bitch show. That's right. <laughs> um <laughs> She she has been making a point to not do the DMD taunt every week. And I pointed it out a few weeks ago. She never does it. And so this week I noticed she had her arms in front of her this time. Mm-hmm. And she had her you, arms crossed. You pointed it out on Grapsity, and that made me think about it. When you yeah. said it, I was like, She never me, does it. Let me think about that. And I rewound back to the video Ooh. from the night before. I was like, son of a bitch. Yeah. She's and this, like not interested. Yeah. Yeah, this time she did it. I noticed. Usually her hands are down by her sides. This time she had her arms folded while they were doing it. And I don't I know if she's wearing it. a t-shirt. Or she, I mean, I know because she, she's wrestled. She's wrestled tonight on the rampage taping, so that's why she was in gear. Um, <clears throat> but you mentioned that on, on the Grapsity show, and I saw that, and I thought about it, and then I started really paying attention. If you notice, the week after that, when they came out on rampage, she didn't. She didn't like like Rebel Reba Rebel wherever came out. Rebel Rebel, yeah, she came out. She's doing her thing, and she turned around like, "Come on, come on, come on!" Yeah, um, and then she walked out like, "Huh, I'm here." Yeah, it was one week that she didn't do it, and Rebel, you can see her nudging her like, "Come on, do the do the yeah. top with us." Yeah, so you can see that breakups coming pretty soon. I think she's gonna challenge for the uh, for the uh, world title. Yeah, I mean she and, she had a great match though. I mean, I was like, man, great match with Thunder Rosa, and Britt cost her that match technically. I love Thunder Rosa. Yes, she sure did that match. Yeah, Britt cost her that match with a super kick, and um, 
it was, dude, she's amazing. But the promo they cut was great. I love Tony Schiavone's interaction with her. Like, I love the interaction with her, and then I love Adam Cole came out to do commentary. <laughs> so the Adam Cole thing was one of the highlights of the night for me. I thought them yeah. going out of their way to acknowledge the Adam Cole stuff that was going on on Twitter by going, this is how hot this man is, that he can come out and do an entrance for nothing. Right. Even a match, and everybody cheered him. He basically came all the way down to the ring, did his Correct. entrance, came all the way back upstairs, up and sat down and got cheered. And yeah, as he was walking, because he walked out, he got in the ring, he did his boom, got in the ring, did his Adam Cole baby, got out of the ring and was walking up the ramp up the ramp. And he goes, That's how you fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you read his lips, he was like, That's how you fucking do it. And then he yeah. gets in the commentary booth and he just sits there and he's like, he's like, Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then Orange Cassidy comes out. So I mean, Adam Cole did say, like, no matter where he's been. The guy promotion, no, matter, no matter what promotion he goes into, he makes his way to the top. I'll say this right now: Iron Anderson is trending on Twitter, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it says Iron hey, Anderson hey, falls hey, off the stage. Iron <laughs> Anderson has been trending on Twitter for the past couple of weeks for a number of reasons. No glory this time, though. <laughs> not no not always for uh, yeah, the best reasons, but you know, for a number of reasons, bro. Don't carjack Aaron Anderson, man. I'm telling you, he'll fuck oh, you up. Hey, hey look. You don't man. call me a forcer for nothing. Arn, Arn let you know a few weeks ago. He ain't the one to be carjacking. He look, low-key, ask the vicious about Aaron Anderson. That's all I got to say. Ask the vicious about Aaron Anderson. Ask Arn why he can't go back to London. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I know Sid Vicious personally, and I know the story. Yeah, ask the vicious about Aaron Anderson. Ask, right Kevin, next, ask my right mentor next, Kevin right, Sullivan about Iron Anderson. <laughs> ask my mentor Kevin Sullivan about Iron Anderson. He'll tell you. <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you. <laughs> Iron ain't one to be fucked with. <laughs> he earned the name the Enforcer. <laughs> the Enforcer. Iron works for Tony D'Angelo right now. <laughs> All right, though. But for real, let's. let's... <laughs> This is why yeah. the show always goes off the rails. We'll be talking shit. <laughs> I, I thought this segment was a great, like, flexing kind of a, you know, nod to people that were talking crazy on Twitter. And, like, just making a point to him, for him to do his entrance. And even the way commentary put it over when he did it, um, it was just all great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I think that's why they did it, too. Because remember, like, all this week on Twitter, they were like, oh, because he came in and he did this, he did this, and now he's like a mid card guy, and yeah, which you is know, stupid. this and that, and I'm like... Which, yeah, that was that was insane. Which, so, I mean, even the backtrack, when you uh, when you talk about Adam Cole coming into NXT, that was something that Vince couldn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Adam yeah. Cole, baby, you know, couldn't stop it. Yeah. You know? As much as uh, you know, people as much as people love the the glorious, you know, Vince is like, ah, let's let's stop doing that. That was over though. I mean, yeah, that, that was but, over. But you couldn't stop the Adam Cole. I mean, just no, you couldn't stop that at all. It, it had been on the Indies for so long, and just you know, everywhere the guy went, everywhere he wrestled, everybody just knew. And the and the fact that if if you if you want to compare WWE to AEW in that instance. WWE <clears throat> refuses to let people be people. Like Braun Breaker. 
they make these stupid. Oh, he's the son of he. He's like a dog faced gremlin, and he's all he's like a Steiner. Like, dude, just fucking you, call him Bronson Steiner. You got a thirty three and a third percent chance of beating me in that match next week, right? Like, why would you do all these things? But, but they want to allude to the shit, but they don't want to actually say. It, okay. To the fans, it is this. I say this every week, ladies and gentlemen. If you watch this podcast, if you listen to us on Spotify, mm-hmm. Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Prime, all this, if you listen to this podcast, you know I say this every week. Vince McMahon thinks that you guys are stupid. No, I think literally, you guys are stupid you. to Vince because Vince is trolling you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's the biggest troll of them all. He's probably sitting right now watching his show, like, ha, let's let me say something else, pal. You know, he's probably doing that shit right now. You know, Vince is like, what what can I do to fuck with it? Vince is sitting down, he goes, that franchise player guy, bad blood. What can I do to fuck with him this week? Hey, hand me that egg. Golden egg. Yeah. Let me let me bring this guy in here. Let me hey pal, sit down. I'm gonna teach you something. (laughs) Slap the shit out of you. Um but then you got like Tony Khan who's like, Oh, so this guy right here used to be a a tag team with Adam Cole being Bobby Fish. Why don't we put them in a tag team match and put them like let's just let's do some skits to where we actually allude to them being this person. And then you get CM Punk and MJF who cut these hellacious promos against each other. And CM Punk's like, yeah, you know, like blah blah blah, like the King of Kings, and you know, like you know, this and this and this. Like tonight, when all of a sudden out of nowhere, Cody D's under the ring and comes up with a fucking golden shovel. And a sledgehammer. And it's, so you know what that was referencing. You know, you know what that was referencing. Yeah, AEW rewards fans that watch wrestling, not just fans that watch right. AEW. They reward fans that watch wrestling in general. Just whatever you watch. Next to my boy Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I gotta ask you, Phil. What what was the situation with the beans on the show? I know. <laughs> So this is all righteous red. She went to uh, he went to a a filming of Raw out in Oakland um at, at the Chase and not the Chase in St. Louis, not that Chase, the Chase Chase Center out in uh in in, in Yeah. In so so he went and uh he didn't enjoy the show very much. And uh during it he said, Yeah, I just had to enjoy my beans that I brought with me. And I at first I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so he's talking about the candy, Boston baked beans. Boston but, baked beans, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but at first I was sitting there like, were you like sitting there eating like a can of beans? <laughs> like the bitch was getting mad at y'all. It was like, man. <laughs> why y'all put me out there like this? It was a can, it wasn't a can of beans. I was shooting ultra chats, just fucking with them all. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny, man. That's why I like that show because you guys are, look like honestly, Julian. If you have a Saturday morning, it's at nine. It's nine o'clock our time, twelve o'clock Eastern time. Watch, watch them on YouTube. I'm telling you, the um, Grapsity Grapsity podcast. Um, okay. It's him, Reg, and Will. Funny shit, man. I'm telling you, like I watched the show one just one Saturday. I watched the show and I'm like, I'm gonna something. And I didn't even know you guys were part of Fightful at the time. And I was like, because because I was talking to I was talking to, to Kate, and she goes, "Yeah, you got you you'll like this show. Watch it." 
So I clicked on it, I'm like, oh, this is funny. And it was the episode where you guys, he was going on a rant about how horrible Raw was. <laughs> and I was like, we need to get him on the show. And I messaged him and I was like, bro, I hate Raw too. And he was like, let's talk about it. Too. <laughs> I was like, let's talk about it. But hey, to show you how much I hate Raw, okay? And, and I'm going to tell you, like, it's not that I hate Raw. Don't get me wrong, but three hours of this shit, like, I literally feel like, I, I, I literally feel like, like I've lost like a part of me, you know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 so, we always say we watch raw, so you don't have to. Correct. Yeah. So you don't have I, the funny. The funny thing is, I feel like raw is redeemable in many ways. <laughs> they just refuse <laughs> to do it. <laughs> like raw, raw is that friend you got who like has potential, maybe drinks a little bit too much, and just like sabotages his his own relationships and you're like bro that's a good chick and like if you just put down the you know put put down the oe you know and just like focus Look. focus on your career and take care of your kids and he's like nah i'm, I'm just gonna drink I, feel, I want you to tell these side chicks and i'm gonna I do this. Tell your boy this and like and like he's good for one week and the second week he's like ah, i just gotta do live that life and so <laughs> It's, Look, this is what yeah. I want you to tell your boy. Just want you to tell your boy Reg that the Roundtable Pros and Podcast had to say about Raw, okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not really awful wrestling. It's really awful writing. Yeah, look, look it is. Mm, it's horrendous it's writing. And I, it's really I, I don't. I don't watch it. And that's I, the reason why I love doing this show on Wednesdays, and I love doing the show on well, part of the show. You, for, I review the rampage version. But he reviews the because SmackDown you never version. know when Bobby Lashley gonna choke out somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I just That's I can't. I, do. I can't do raw, man. I tried. I just it's just they got they got show. rid of the Firefly Funhouse. Now they got Lashley's daycare. Lashley's daycare. Maybe Putting kids to sleep since two thousand five. Okay. Let's give let's get back into some wrestling because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear about this cool wrestling show wrestling. to watch tonight. Wardlow. So Wardlow. Wardlow confronts CM Punk on the ramp. So I don't know if you guys remember, but that was supposed to be that was one of CM Punk's once was to face Wardlow. Yes, it was. So do you think we're gonna see him versus Wardlow next week? Oh yeah, I definitely think the Warlow match is coming. I think that's a way to continue to um, build to the MJ match, MJF match. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely coming. <clears throat> so you gotta go through Warlow to get the MJF. Yeah, almost, almost like the labors. Uh, <laughs> so what about Sean Spears? Um, I don't know. Maybe Sean's gonna come out there and hit Punk with a chair, and it'll build to that match. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. So Sean Spears was out there, and I just gotta say. Everybody in AEW is wearing Jordans. Because Sean Spears came out in a fucking beanie, a suit jacket with no shirt on, suit pants, and some fucking Jordans. And I was just fixated on the... I have an addiction. I'm sorry. I was fixated on the Jordans. If you've not been paying attention, ladies and gentlemen, he's got quite the addiction. The Jordan. 187 pairs of shoes right now. Wow. Yeah, I got a closet wow. full of shoes. I'm just saying. And 80% of the What's Jordans. the latest pair you got? Um. So... I was gonna pair. I was gonna get a pair last night, and uh, I had to talk myself out of it. <laughs> I talked myself out of it. I was talking about the ones from last week, but goddamn. Oh yeah, like I said, man. Hey, I make my money. I can do worse. I could be doing, I could be drinking. I can do other shit. 
I can be spending my money on OnlyFans. I can be doing all this other crazy <laughs> shit. The only fan I'm spending my money on is me buying myself some shoes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, so he comes out and he like Wardlow has a, a enhancement match. These matches that you usually see, these enhancement matches are usually on like dark. Yeah. You know, so um this enhancement match lasted all of two minutes. Yeah. And Wardlow beat the shit out of this guy. Which is why I don't understand why Sean Spears said to come out with the chair and break the chair on the guy, like beat the guy senseless with the chair. Uh, he says accountability, accountability buddy, or however, however MJF called him. And he, when he used that chair, when he hit him with the chair, he looked like he was in like a trance. <laughs> like he was like, oh, like he just, like it was, like he was I, like dealing with a bunch of blue chew or something. Like he just. <laughs> I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I enjoy Sean Spears as a henchman. I feel like in some ways he's like a bizarro version of Brandon Cutler that just comes out and hits people with chairs, and yes. it works for him. <laughs> yes, but you know why? Because it's a sport coat, it's a sport jacket with no shirt. It... <laughs> that that is what makes it really work. Because you're like, why is this motherfucker? Oh, okay, whatever. But it was just weird because he was just like, he was like, like out there. But he had like 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 ankle socks on, and I was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you're gonna dress the part, dress the part. You know what I mean? So, so Ward, so Wardlow wears the dress shoes with no socks. So I mean, you know, he's got to have his own little signature thing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I just gotta give a quick shout out to Britt Baker though. She uh she she got the hottest Twitter game right now. Why is she on Twitter right now? She said a uh, hashtag two legends is a picture of her and Sting, and she's wearing an NWO Wolfpack red and black shirt, right? It's from the Wolfpack. It's the Wolfpack shirt with the Taz. And two minutes before, she posted a picture with MJF, <laughs> which made it even funnier. Uh um, around. Yeah, she's yeah, she's doing the gimmick. She um so this this match was was honestly it was like a filler. They could have did so much more with that. Like if you wanna I mean I get your I get the fact that you're hyping up MJF um you know having these henchmen. But it just it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. It was too it was too WWE. Yeah, I feel like the whole purpose was just to put Wardlow on TV to show people like, hey, he still has Wardlow, guys, and we're going to do the Wardlow match either next week or the week after. I think Wardlow was going to powerbomb people three times. Yeah. I think Wardlow's going to turn uh, on on MJF, and that's the match that I want to see. Yeah, I, the whole I feel like that's kinda... Virgil gimmick. Yeah, it, yeah, it's coming eventually. Hopefully sooner than later. If you're listening, Tony Khan. Pull that trigger. <laughs> Please pull that trigger. Um, so, Julian, let's go to the next match because I know you want to talk about the next match. Yeah, so the next match, um, you know, what, somebody that's uh, kind of grown on me, um, we have Sting and Darby Allen versus your boy, Billy Gunn. Why, why can't I be my boy? Billy Gunn and the Gun Club. 
So I, I really think that this match goes back all the way to uh, WrestleMania at the Levi Stadium. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Even the commentators said something about it. I think it was, was it Taz that said something about it? Yeah, you know, where, uh, you know, Sting was having his match with Triple H. You know, she was going to lose anyway. But, of course, you know, uh, out comes DX to help. You know, um, the New Age Outlaws. You know, Billy Gunn comes out. And then, uh, so I got to say, the reason why I remember this, I was at Levi Stadium. I was in San Francisco for this WrestleMania. And I remember the huge pop when, you know, the NWO music hit and out comes Hollywood and um, and Hall and Nash to help Sting for some reason. The Wolfpack. But, you know, but it was it's WCW. Yeah, well, yeah, come on, Sting is <laughs> always Sting, you know? <laughs> But it was it was the very it was like the very last remnants of WCW versus um, WWF, and uh, yeah, you know, yeah, well, you know, WWE got to win. Vince never loses. So anyway, that's right. Um, th- th- this is what we're getting here, and um, <sighs> so Darby Allen looking good. So <laughs> let's let's flash back to last week. You know, uh, when the when the Gun Club had their match, you know, um, first thing came out, and um, one of the Gun Kids ran up to a thing, and oh no, hell, Darby Allen came from. Um, Dude, he hit him harder than a Packer hit <laughs> Vikings. He, he had just finished taking the online class on like how to jump Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> He just shot. He just shot out of like he came out of nowhere, just like out the side of the camera, and just clocked this motherfucker. It was so fast. That's why I kept saying I was like, "Where the fan from? Where the hell he come from?" Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, he sat down the show like, "Damn." Yeah, that was yeah, that was crazy. He that dive he did this week when he bounced off Billy. I was like, "Whoa, whoa." Yeah. Okay, you tell me the dive where he landed on his neck. On the outside, yeah. The way I he ricocheted off Billy, I was like, "Oof!" I was like, "Darby's dead." <laughs> he hit the dive. Look. So the look. thing is, we saw so so during All In, we saw um, Darby Allen fucking shoot out the ring to hit MJF. <clears throat> Billy Gunn's a different dude. This this guy is. It's really funny. People have said this all the time. He is deceptively big. Okay, like, so I'm gonna tell you. When you see him in the ring next to everyone else, he looks like average size. This is a big no. one. Look, I did a show <laughs> in Indianapolis, Indiana for the NWA. And Billy Gunn, he's best friends with um what's that guy who's the vampire with um with um Shelly Martinez. God, I can think of his name. Anyway, okay. he 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 does a he does like a vampire gimmick, but he's he was with Shelly Martinez. Back in the WWE, um, oh, Kevin bro. Thorne. Kevin oh. Thorne. So him and Kevin Thorne are like best friends, and they're on the show. Um, uh, uh, um, um, all in white, dude. Um, his Maybe previous gimmick was uh, his previous gimmick was uh, Mortis. What'd you say? Like wasn't it Mortis Malachi or something like that? Or... Malachi, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. So. 
I walk in the locker room. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that guy is big, right? And then Billy Gunn comes out and he's like wearing a he's wearing like a tank top and it's like a medium. And he comes out, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mordecai, that's his name. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that dude is so fucking big. I mean, it was like Omos. I was like, he's just so big. <laughs> like, I'm like, he's just so big. And he's like 49 years old, like 50-something years old. He's fucking huge. So Sting is a big dude, too. People think Sting is small. Sting's actually a pretty fucking big dude. But yeah. next to Sting, it's like me, my 225-pound ass, standing next to 140-pound Darby Allen. <laughs> it, it was ridiculous, man. Well, so when Sting tagged in and Billy Gunn tagged in and they walked up face to face, I was like, oh shit. This is some big shit. Yeah. Man, it was awesome. That was, that was so, awesome you know, match. You know, so you know, Col- Colton gets in the ring. So you have you have Colton, Colton, Colton. Colton you have, Colton, Col- you have Col- Billy, Gunn. and you have Austin. Austin. Yeah, so Austin's Colton, the one that said the racist Colton. comments. That's why he's off. That's why he's not, not wrestling. So you have mm. Colt Gun, which is like a well for all you supernatural fans out there. Uh, you have Colt out there wrestling uh, Darby Allen, and uh, you know Darby's out there putting some work in. He ends up bleeding. Um, Sting is in there doing the Stinger splash and whatnot. Um, and then you have um, you know uh, Darby gets caught between Billy and Colton and then he tags out to Sting. Sting comes in, he does his, you know, all of his usual stuff. So here's the thing. Sting is great. And the reason why I say Sting is great is because he gets his work in and he does his brawling style. Yep. Um if you guys remember back when before Stone Cold Steve Austin got his neck injured, he kind of was a more technical wrestler. <clears throat> but after his neck got fucked up, he had to go to a brawling style. And that's what a lot of these guys do. So, um, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Seth Rollins fucked up Sting's neck. So now Sting is just doing brawling. And, you know, he, he comes in, he punches, he kicks, he stinger splashes. You know, he does his thing. But he's the icon Sting. And it's good enough for what he, you know, for what he does. Um, and so, you know. He's playing his role. So he, he can still do a scorpion death lock. Uh, he can still do the scorpion death drop. And, you know, at the very end of it, uh, Sting and Darby Allen win. That, that tag team finisher they had was pretty hot, though. That, uh, yes. That uh, reverse uh, the reverse stunner that, that Darby does right into the Sting uh, scorpion death drop was, mm-hmm. was pretty fucking good. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, the fact that Darby is a psycho and even from day one, like, yeah. like a lot of people don't know, but BCW Worldwide, the company that I'm I'm one of the owners of, we gave Darby Allen his actual first professional wrestling match in Portland. And he was psycho then. And the shit that he's doing now is crazy. Like, do you guys remember that pay-per-view where he was taped to a chair? Yes. He was taped yeah. to like feet and he did the trust fall with the chair. Yeah. Like, yeah. like dude, crazy. Great. Thank you very much, Brian Lee. Thank you very much for that. Um, I tried. If you could if you could somehow get signed on to be his personal chiropractor, you make some serious money. Yeah, you can you can retire off Darby Allen uh shit, I'm telling you. 
Hey, um, so hey, man. So speaking speaking of a witch, speaking of uh, tag team finishers that are over or have some promise, stick with me here. Uh, every now and then, when I watch wrestling, my daughter will walk in and she'll see what I'm watching, and she'll be like, "What the hell is that?" She's not a fan of wrestling, but every now and then she'll see our people and she'll take the time to actually see what's going on. Uh, the tag team of Waves and Curls. <laughs> I love Waves and Curls. I, I have No, it's just the name. The name is just Waves and Curls. It's just like they just re- they just slaps you in the face, you know. It's like they, they have this finisher that is a choke slam into a almost like a a a, a, a jumping elbow or a, a savage elbow at the same time. Hmm. And I, my daughter goes, "Oh goddamn!" <laughs> and so I was like, "Hmm, okay." This just might get over. <laughs> Man. I mean, I don't know. You say you don't like waves and curls? No, I think they're dope. Um yeah, I, I like them. I, I like the, the this the name, the name like see when you when you get a gimmick and you get a gimmick with a yes. great name. Yes. If you can live that gimmick with the name, your your money. And just the yeah. gimmick, the name. When I first saw that on Twitter, I was like, shut the fuck up. I got to see these guys. <laughs> yeah. So I just am investing. I'm like, I'm going to book these guys in Oregon. You just watch. They're going to be yeah. in fucking Portland before you know it. I think they're great. I think they have a good look. I think um, their gear looks good. They have some cool merch. I like them. Shout out to Waves and Girls. I mean, I got like a straight razor cut. I ain't got no Waves or Girls, but, you know, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, so... Let's go to the gun club, huh? They lost. This is their first loss. Gun club loses to Sting and Darby Allen, who also were undefeated. Yeah, Um, but the gun club had like a twenty-one and like O record. They were like the Undertaker and fucking WrestleMania. (laughs) 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 I mean, think about they look look to show you how look to show you how strongly tight the tag team division is in AEW. They're the only undefeated team to not get a title shot. Correct. They have yet to get a title shot. Not, not even the fucking AAA belts didn't get a shot at them. Which is a trip because you have, um, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus going after the tag team belts. Look, look and, and, we already know, know under Julian. the guidance of Christian. We already know Julian. You don't. And like I'm sorry, dude. The, Lu- the Lucha Bros are not going to drop the titles to them. That, that ain't going to happen. I mean, that Lucha, Lucha Bros got defendant guy accused of belts against uh, FTR and uh, in a uh, what is it? Three, the, uh, so the they have a two out of three falls Lucha style match tonight, or yes. tape. It was taped tonight for Friday's Rampage. Yeah, um, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Cassidy Haynes is at the show, so I'm not giving no spoilers. Um, but they had a they have a match where they do a two out of three falls tonight. Mm-hmm. And then turn around and do another one on Saturday for the Triple A Triple A tag team belts in Mexico. Triple A. So man, crazy. Um, but the match that I want to talk about, and I'm totally in love with both of these ladies. They played this. This was by far better than any match in that Queen's turn that Queen's Crown tournament. It was better than. Shut the your 10, mouth. It was better than the 10-person tag team match that we just saw on Raw the other night. 
it was better than Becky and fucking Charlotte at the pay per view. What the cat fight? Yeah, that's right. Hot take. I said it. Don't at me on Twitter. Better than the cat fight. I'm just saying. Look, Chris Statlander. And you Russo. will not be smirched the good name of Doodop like that ever. <laughs> You know we say Piper Niven on this podcast, man. We don't say that dewdrop. Double yeah. D, right here, right here, right here. But I think that they had the single. Okay, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way: they had the single best match on television this week. Is that better for the TBS title? It was Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander, and I'm gonna tell you, I was like, who gonna throw the first punch? Because Ruby was going to punch her, and then Ruby stopped and was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then Chris did the roll through, and she was going to give her the big-ass boot to the face, and then she stopped. I was like, somebody need to throw a punch, poke somebody in the eye, kick somebody between the legs, something. I mean, the last one ain't going to hurt, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but they, had a, they, they really had a really great match, even all the way to the last possible second. So many transitions, so fluid. Like Ruby Soho, Chris Outlander, like they are the best at what they do. What do you think, Phil? Since we lost uh Julian. <laughs> um I think that the TBS tournament has been phenomenal so far. I think all of the matches have been great. Um, like I can't think of a bad no. match in this tournament so far. Red Velvet. <laughs> you don't like that one? No, <laughs> he was not a fan. I was I not thought, a fan. I thought I don't know. I I kind of think that Red brings out the best in Jade. Like I feel like Jade always has her best matches with her. I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I agree. He, he I agree. doesn't like the. I just don't like. You know, not. He's he's not. Yeah, I just not, I'm not into the not whole stirring it up. Like like even when Dawkins does it, I'm like, why the what the fuck is he stirring up? Like <laughs> not even the theme song. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it. No, you're not like it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, shit. I don't know. I mean, should I put myself on timeout? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I no. I I thought that match was good. Um, I yeah. I think the tournament has been phenomenal so far, though. And I feel like this is definitely one of the better matches in the tournament. I mean, you you still got Hikara versus uh, uh Deeb in the first round, which was really really good. Um, but this um, was really good. Um, Statlander always impresses me. I feel like. Every time she's off TV for a while and then she has a match, I'm like, yeah, she's really good. And I feel like this was Ruby's best AEW match so yeah. far. Um, and I don't I don't think there are any other, you know, matches that come close. And you know that um Chris Taylor is the first female graduate from Creative Pro Wrestling. Ooh. So yeah, and um I believe Max Caster is like the head coach, the head trainer there. And I love Max Caster. That guy is funny as shit. I want to see Max Caster and my boy AJ Francis go at Wait, it. Wait, listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Do you> claim? <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I thought this was great. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, in terms of what you said, like, I don't feel like, like, I feel like this tournament blows the Queen Queen's Crown tournament out of the water, like by far. <laughs> I, I mean, that wasn't really hard to do. That's right, justice for the Piper Queen's Crown tournament got drop. like two. And a half minutes average per match. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. we were like, I literally was sitting here, like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and, and and time all of these matches. Okay, this sucks. 
We timed this match for about a, about a week. We can, yeah, we, it was we so that. bad. I'm like, I seen one match on AEW that last. It was Serena D versus Akara Shida. Lasted 22 minutes, 12 yep. seconds. That's how long that match lasted. That literally was double the time of that fucking whole tournament. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we even had that one. Um, I think it was the Raw was the most egregious. Raw was the the Raw women's tournament matches were maybe two minutes apiece. Yeah. If that. If, if they gave them two minutes. They were the shortest ones. SmackDown got a little bit more, uh, just a little bit longer. But Raw was, yeah, Raw was two minutes, two and a half. And it's funny because Raw is a three-hour show. You're like, well, you've got three out, three full hours. Yeah, you got backstage bullshit that you could just just not done because they did absolutely nothing to advance the show or advance the storyline that you could have given to a women's match. Yeah, and we know this because you you just this past week did a five on five women's match that really did nothing to advance any storyline. Made a mistake yesterday, and I'm ashamed of myself. Um. I, I put myself on timeout for like 10 minutes because I made this mistake. Um, and I slapped myself twice. Um, <clears throat> I actually accidentally, accidentally watched NXT. Really? I mean, it was, it was an accident. I'm sorry. Please don't. Right. Please don't. The whole black show? No, fuck no. <laughs> Come on. I, <laughs> I watched the women's ladder match. And I gotta say, man, the women's ladder match was fucking on point. Yeah, the the Kaylee Kaylee Ray versus Kaylee Ray Dakota. And, um, yeah, dude, it was it was great. And they went like twelve minutes. And that twelve minutes, ten minutes of that match was entertaining as fuck. And the other two minutes is because they both were on the ground hurt. You know, it was. And, and if, so, if you can get a match like that on Raw, you want to. It's making me have second thoughts about maybe watching the pay per view or the sorry, maybe oh. watching the show on Sunday. On you know, war, yeah, I, I, I forgot thoughts. war games was this weekend actually. Yeah, so, I forgot yeah. war games this weekend until I accidentally changed the channel. I, I like, had no oh, idea shit. until like I had a Twitter feed blip that was. I was like, oh, really? I thought it was and like I on think, Tuesday or something. I think Cassidy is going to assign someone to watch that pay per view and do a. a a review, and um, I'm hoping we don't draw the short draw. <laughs> <laughs> like I will literally, zell, I will zell or PayPal someone else money to do this. Damn <laughs> like I will pay you money to do it. Okay, um, man, hey, you know Jay Shell. Jay Shell is uh killing the game. She's writing all these. You know she's doing the most. Shout out to Jay Shell. I mean she can watch it. <laughs> Maybe Jay Show wants to watch it. I don't know. She can watch it with Kay Hensler. Kay has no oh, Kay has to watch it. Yeah. Hey, so job. I mean, I haven't watched NXT in weeks. Um, the last one, so last one, wow. Okay, the last time I watched it, <laughs> you said wow. I saw British Blacktop Bully 2.0, oh. and I saw um, oh man, he's talking about Rich Holland. Uh, uh, Gabagool, uh, the guy, you know, yeah, yeah, Tony D'Angelo, yeah, yeah, FBI 2.0. I was like, (laughs) 
And I was like, oh, so they mean 2.0 for real. Like, yeah, for real. Like, we're we gonna get two brothers out there who's like, yo, yo, yo. Hey. Oh, we <laughs> already we already got that. We already got that. And did you not did you not watch Raw the other night? Man, stop. Dawkins and fucking uh and Montez doing the homeboy crime shopping crime network man. gimmick. They're not, they're not crime time, man. Uh, did you did, did you man. not? Yeah, I, I get it. Okay, I okay. It. Hold on, Phil. I'm gonna shoot. I'm I'm gonna ask you. Did you not see? Not time. Did you I, not I, see? I didn't watch Raw, so. Okay, well, time. you missed Crime Time 2.0. Shout out to did my boy. Rest in peace, my they boy. They robbed nobody. They didn't just oh. run over, give a drive by. Dude, they were did like, yo, 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 it's Christmas time. And blah blah blah. And I was like, because it's Christmas, you know, they got deals on the shop. Montez is like, look at this watch. I'm like, oh come on, man, really. The last time they did something like this, it was, the WWE just hates black people. That's what it is. But it wasn't stolen. <laughs> they let Bobby Lashley beat up on <laughs> beat up on kids, which is <laughs> fine with me. I mean, really, it's on you. You shouldn't be letting your kids in the ring. True. Bill Goldberg, I'll be paying attention. Hey, <laughs> Ray Mysterio, keep your hey, Bill Goldberg. Keep, keep, keep it. Let your see, you let your kids sign a contract. You're an awful father. Horrible father. What did MVP say? <laughs> Go get my number to Angie. Call <laughs> my wife called me. Um. Anyway, so back to some real wrestling because AEW is wrestling. Um, that that tag team match between Sting and those guys was great. Um. Then we go back to backstage and it's um Chris Jericho cutting a promo, and all of a sudden he's a baby face. Two point no, he's not a baby face. He's I sure? mean he's a face, but he's not a face face. Um. Right. And then 2.0. He's a red meat baby face. Yeah, he's not red. He's a red cat baby face. <laughs> <sighs> Sometimes, Julian, I swear to God. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I can't even get it out. God damn. Um, so so 2.0 and um Daniel Garcia. Beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. Man, I I am not enjoying the Jericho stuff, man. I'm, I'm not just, enjoying 2.0. I, I thought 2.0 beating him down was great. Um, shout out to Buffalo Boy Daniel Garcia wearing a yeah. Supreme clientele hoodie just like me. To, he was wearing my, that. To, to West, West Side Gun. Well, Dan Garcia, I think that guy is fucking, man... I watched him do some um, New Japan Strong. He's awesome. He's great. He's great. That dude is awesome. I mean, yeah. even Willer Yuta is pretty good too. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know why AEW is not making him like a star, but Willer Yuta is pretty good, and Danny Garcia is really great. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it seems like Jericho is going to be off TV for a minute. I'm guessing that's why they beat him down. He's got concerts. He's going to be doing. He's probably. I was going to ask you, you got a concert coming up or something. I think he's got another Jericho cruise coming up in January too. Hmm. Yeah, he's trying to get all his cruises in. Um, <clears throat> but then we go back to back to uh, what the, the interview that really got me earlier though was Pac, Pac and and um, and um, Penta. Pac looks like a fucking pirate, and <laughs> he's got that one eye patch on. And they announced that it was going to be Pac and Penta defending the tag team titles because apparently. Um, apparently Phoenix, Phoenix is hurt. hurt, so obviously you know if they lose the tag team belts, it's gonna be on Pac. 
I think this was going to happen. They're going to lose the tag team belts on Rampage, and then they're going to win the AAA tag team belts back. And then we'll have FTR versus somebody else. Hmm. Maybe FTR versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish. Because uh, it looks like Kyle O'Reilly is pretty much done with... Uh... Okay, allegedly, it looks like Kyle O'Reilly is pretty much done with NXT. Allegedly, allegedly. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe Darby and Sting get the, the title shot soon. I don't know. Maybe the Gun Club will get a shot at the titles. I mean, fuck, they were <laughs> undefeated for like seven <laughs> months. Like, come on. <laughs> give Billy give Billy Gunn a title shot. Give him a title shot. So maybe Adam Pay, um, sorry, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, um, you know, they'll, they'll come together and they'll call themselves the unquestionable times. <laughs> unquestionable times. The How about a incontrovertible the elite era establishment? Undisputedly elite. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's too close. Too close. Too close. Incontestable oh, establishment. How about that? <laughs> the click clack. <laughs> was it just me? Hey, Did you guys notice hey. that Billy Gunn and his son Austin are wait, Gunner or wait, Gunner? Um Colton, Colton? Gunn. Did you realize they both wore Shawn Michaels old tights? I didn't. There was the powder blue and white old school, very first Shawn Michaels heel tights with, mm. with, with mm. the tights of the camel, the like camel print. Yeah, they wore the oh, powder blue and white yeah, ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like, shout out to Shawn Michaels over there. Um, but we also got news that the AW World Championship is going to be defended <laughs> in two weeks at Winter Is Coming. Mm, that's very interesting because. That's where Omega won the title last year. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Think about that. You also, well, you can't give Adam Page a short run. Also, back. Adam Page isn't going to lose the championship. No, but he's not. But I just think that they know what they're doing. They're planting the seed yeah. of ah, what if he wins and winter's coming? Um, I don't think Page is going to lose, but I think <coughs> it's a great match. I think that I thought if if it were if it were me. I would have booked that world title match on the very first episode of TBS. Yeah, that's all the way in January, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that's next month. That's like three weeks from now, four weeks from now. I mean, think about it. I would have debuted that title. I would have had that title match on the debut show on the new channel at a new time where you're already struggling to get fans to watch the show. Correct. Because on, on, on... on TNT, they're drawing ratings. They're getting fucking a million people watching their show, but they can barely draw five hundred thousand on TBS. Yeah, well, it's that time slot too. I mean, so yeah, ten p.m. On Friday. Yeah. Ten p.m. does suck on a Friday. Think about that. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it didn't ten ten p.m. didn't suck for SmackDown when they're running on on Friday? That's because they started at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, X Files used to kill it. You know what I'm saying? So the <laughs> limits. so we go to the main event the main event is the match that everyone is talking about and I do mean everyone we start the main event out with Cody Rhodes Andrade seeing Amos Andrade El Idolo coming down to the ring dressed like Black Mask from fucking DC Yep, (laughs) I love this outfit 
he doesn't take off his shirt. He just takes off the mask and he pulls on like a knife. Um, but he comes to the ring with a bag. His his boy Jose comes to the ring with a bag, a computer bag full of shit. Um, so of course Taz is like plunder, if you will. You know, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Dusty Rhodes. The man's coming out with some plunder. Um, but Cody, Phil, do you ever watch that show, The Boys? No. Okay. I'm familiar uh, with it though. I don't. Okay, I've never watched so, it though. So this was on just like major, like uh, there's major a bad major. Superman in the on the show. His name is Homelander. He's like a mix between Superman and Captain America, right? But he's a dick. Like he's he's a, he's a he's a bad guy who thinks he's a good guy, but he's really a bad guy, right? Homelander is Cody Rhodes. Okay, he comes <laughs> out with the fucking American flag gimmick. You know, his his cape's an American flag with eagles and shit. Like he, he's like super 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 Captain America Superman. He's the Cody American is a comic book guy. Cody loves comics. Co- the, the Cody verse is just basically the multiverse of fucking. The AEW. Cody loves comic books, so he makes his storylines about you know, like like a comic book, mm-hmm. okay, a graphic novel, so to speak. So Cody comes out, and Cody has got more pyro than the devil has flames in hell. <laughs> yeah, Cody has no pyro. <laughs> Literally, everybody every week. Cody, literally, the Cody got nothing else. He show. Got yeah, the he he's like, I'm not gonna make myself world champion. He may I'm forget his wife. TNT champion. Pyro. Well, I'm taking all the goddamn pyro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing this shit up every week. You don't like it? So what, fucks? Well, you're turning on BTE. I'm buying them fucking fireworks here and blowing shit up. He's doing it. He's doing a Denzel. I'm leaving here with something. Man. Man, I'm leaving exactly. here with something. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out with like all fucking just just the world blowing up He's around like, him. He just fuck Goldberg. And then and then yeah, right. Fuck Goldberg. He comes out like. WrestleMania type pyro for his match, yeah. right? Like Vince Every is like, day. Vince is like, that's why I fired that shit. <laughs> that's not good shit. Um, but he comes out with all these pyro, he's blowing shit up, and he stops and he he, he motions out um, Iron Anderson. So Double A comes out and he gives him a hug, and well, before Double A can turn around, Andrade is all over Cody. You know what they call him, Double A? Cody got more pyro than the American Gladiator. <laughs> no shit. Uh, Cody's a Fourth of July display all by himself. Um, they they call him Double A for Second Amendment. Man, <laughs> so Double A comes out, <laughs> and um, immediately Andrade attacks attacks Cody, and they're just brawling, and he's beating Cody's ass up and down the ramp, and then the thing happens. <laughs> Off to the right, Glock Anderson himself, double A, the enforcer, takes the bump <laughs> on the pyro ramp. <laughs> I didn't, I could not concentrate on what was going on on the ramp. I was like, for the business. down, ours down, <laughs> for the business. Oh man, shout out to double A, Iron Anderson. Thank you for making my childhood dreams come true. <laughs> um so yeah like this this match this match took all the fucking shit like Cody comes out with a sledgehammer comes out with a golden shovel cuz he's burying people the golden um, shovel baby the golden shovel Cody's busted open and Cody loves blood. Like, I don't know what he does about Cody he just loves bleeding <laughs> 
<clears throat> but they mean the Atlanta street. Is Cody's back? Is it a piece of trash from the, the back of hey, the stage? Yeah, I thought Cody had just been tanning and he had like a bad suntan and he was peeling. Will um, um, every, everyone that was everyone that was commenting about it was like, "Oh man, what's on his back?" Like on my timeline, all I heard was, like, all I saw was, "What's on Cody's back? Why does his back look so bad?" Oh, makes you want to scrub it. Makes you want to peel it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, the dude just has like a bad suntan. Like, and then all of a sudden, I looked up and I see that Andrade has it on his chest. Yeah. So and that's when Phil made a comment that you thought maybe it was some fire retardant stuff. Yeah, shout out to the guys at the Public Enemy podcast because they, I think that was them that tweeted out that Cody's mm-hmm. back looked like uh, Kevin Durant's ankles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw the comment right here. <laughs> Who's more menacing right now, Glock Anderson or Detroit Threat? <laughs> <laughs> Your boy, Vin- hey, Vincent, shout out to Vincent, man. Vincent Forte doing the most in the comments. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Vin- Vin's the man. Shout out to man. Vin. Uh, but, that guy. Uh, but, yeah, the <laughs> I thought he did some very smart things in this match. Um, every time Cody would do something to show off, like he has this long, ridiculously lavish entrance, and like right in the middle of it, uh, Andrade was like, no, I'm not waiting for your, your interest to finish. I'm going to beat you down now. There was a spot where he looked like he was going to try and do the cutter off the rope where he was motioning to the crowd. And as soon as he did it, Andrade got up and kicked him in the back and, and oh, threw him yeah. through the rope. Um, he did something else where he was trying to motion to, oh, when he when he ran over and he hugged uh, T-Pain, like as soon as oh, he yeah. turned around, Andrade was on him. So it was like every yeah. time he tried to do something to play to the crowd, Andrade would jump on him. Shout and, out to T Pain. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was very intentional. It was showing that he is still trying to be loved by the fans, and every time he did it, Andrade <clears throat> would jump on him. There were two things that stood out to me in that whole thing. That scenario you just put out there. One was the fact that he hooked T Pain, and so T Pain gave him a chair. So T Pain was down with us. T Pain chose violence. He was right. like, "Here you go, hit this motherfucker with the chair." T Pain chose violence. That was number one. Number two. That same chair that Cody punched into Andrade's face, Andrade used that same chair when Cody was in the ring and he was about to hit a suicide dive, and he motioned to the crowd before he did it. He hit the ropes, and as soon as he came through that rope, whack, right in the face. I think that's what busted Cody's head open was that chair shot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think the second we saw Street Fight, we all knew Cody was going to bleed. Oh, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say this right now while we're on the podcast. Mr. Phil <clears throat> is a hoodlum. He is a hoodlum, ladies and gentlemen, because he encouraged. He was there live last week and encouraged fans to throw the <laughs> belt back to Cody and hit poor Aubrey, who I really don't give a shit about, hit poor Aubrey in the leg with the belt. Tonight, it's the same chant. Throw it back. Throw, throw it back. back. And we ain't talking about dancing. We ain't talking about Throw it back. Throw Throwing it back. it back. They they didn't throw. The dude was like, I don't want to throw it back. <laughs> nah, Chicago crowd's different, man. Oh, Chicago, man. Chicago will will throw something back. We've seen it at Cubs games. Somebody will try and throw a ball. Like they will throw that ball back. Yeah. They will throw it back. This is Chicago. <laughs> so I got a question for you. 
uh, is Brandy Rhodes trying to maybe cash in on Cody's insurance policy? Because <laughs> she sure as hell lit. I, I mean, man, <laughs> she lit that table up, and she was encouraging foolishness. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, come on, come on." <laughs> Brandy came out in a hoodie. Bring, bring, bring <laughs> she came out in a mask and was like, "Come on down here." She was like, "Am I your uh, beneficiary?" Exactly. Church papers are sorry. We got a kid to look after. Now, I, I said this on Twitter, and uh, as a wrestler who's been in the business a long time, I know when a table is put up somewhere, it's wrong. That table was way too close for a superplex spot. That's how you knew the superplex wasn't going to happen. I was like, literally, that table is way too close. Someone's going to break their neck. Yeah. And lo and behold, it wasn't a superplex spot, but it was a what was it, a reverse? A reverse um... It was on fire. <laughs> it was on fire. It was on fire. Yeah. Um, so, but, ladies and gentlemen, Cody Rose really wants you to love him. He wants you to cheer for him. He is begging you to cheer for him. He is he's also begging, begging you to be a heel. Cheer for him. I think he's also begging you to, to hate him, too, because we all know. Oh, oh shit. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. Shout out to Thunder Rosa for joining the podcast tonight. Um, true statement. Yes, he literally was on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Thunder Rosa was on fire too. She's actually doing the commentary for the uh, TBS. Uh, she was. The TBS. No, she's doing the commentary for the for the uh, what is it? The night the Nia Rose Nyla Rose uh, TBS tournament match this weekend. Um, this rampage. So. Shout out to Thunder Rosa right there. Um, yeah. She also said that um, Janai Kai will be coming in for the match on Rampage. And she's a Mission Pro student, isn't she? Yes, and <clears throat> Janai Kai is great, so I'm looking forward yeah. to that match. I'm gonna, as soon as Thunder Rosa has some spare time, she's going to come on the podcast and we can talk about Mission Pro because I'm going to talk about the uh, what oh, yeah. she's building down there in Texas. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out to current Mission Pro Champion Holy Dead. That's what, oh, Holy Dead. I love her. Yeah, she's on. She, so Thunder Rosa will be at Rampage, um, doing commentary for that specific match. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, like honestly, man, AW was lit tonight in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Cody, Cody definitely threw down the gauntlet tonight for anybody that. Uh, I mean, he's main evented two weeks in a row, and I feel like both main events were fun. Like, I, going into this match, I wasn't sure, but this was a fun main event. He did a lot of really smart uh, nods to fans, um, be, you know, whether it's the Triple H stuff again, um, whether it's, you know, constantly teasing whether he's going to turn heel again. I think he's very smart, and I think he knows how to play to a crowd. Oh, he knows so. how to play the game. He knows how to play the game. He's leading you guys down the rabbit hole. Uh, and him and Tony Khan together, perfect tag team. Like I, like I was saying earlier before, Tony Khan is, is like a genius. He's he's a fucking master of this whole thing. Like you think about it, he's booking the shows and the storylines like a fan, and he's giving you what you want. Right. You guys want it long term storytelling. No, you got it. The longest of the longest term storytelling is the at uh, the Adam Page Kenny Omega saga. That was like, yeah. dude, that was like. Avengers Endgame shit. <laughs> like, like from day one of the company, 
the very first the very first uh, press conference I had, Adam Page walked on and said, "I am going to be your first AEW World Champion." And when he failed, he says, "I'm going to I'm going to do this," and then he failed. And he said, "I'm going to do this," and then he failed. So he had three major failures. He had this storyline where he was drinking, where he lost all his friends, and he became friends with the Dark Order, and now he's got that confidence back. And then he comes back. And he wins the championship. And now you got you putting him against a guy who is <clears throat> and I really want you guys to really think about this for a second. This is why I say Tony Khan is so fucking great at this. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, the ultimate underdog. Vince McMahon was like, This guy is too short, he's too small, he'll never do anything. When he was on Tough Enough, they were like, This guy's never gonna make it. The fans demanded. The fans rioted. They took over Monday Night Raw. They they came in the ring. They took over the ring and did all this. They took over the show to get him put in WrestleMania, and he won the championship at WrestleMania. He was the ultimate underdog, and now you build Hangman Adam Page the same way. Adam Page was the ultimate underdog. Now he's the world champion. So now you got two men in this industry that were like looked at as the ultimate underdogs. This is gonna be a fucking hell of a match. Yeah, the winner's coming. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. But only one is Earth's champion. <laughs> the planet champion. Planet champion. <laughs> the planet champion. The, the planet. Planet Captain champion. Planet himself. That's right. But then you got you got Cody over here and Tony Khan just sit down and they say, "Hey, look, man, let's put together." A storyline that these fans are going to dig their teeth into. Cody is so over as a heel. That's a face. And I say a heel that's a face because most heels, like 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 Kurt. Okay, Cody Rhodes right now is Kurt Angle. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that. I say Kurt Angle is the best heel and the best ever heel ever in professional wrestling. And the reason I say that is this: Kurt Angle came on and said. I have intensity. I have yep. integrity. I have intelligence. Yes. I am the best wrestler in the world, and no one is better than me. And, he, and people hate the fact that he told the truth. Why was he the best wrestler in the world? They do want to fucking go medal with a broken neck. I can't do that. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, I can't do that. Um, I don't know any professional wrestler in the 29 years that I've been around this business, and I pretty much know fucking everybody. I've never seen someone knock on wood win the win a gold medal with a broken neck. So to me, uh, uh, uh. Kurt Angle was telling the truth. He won gold medal with what? With a broken neck. With a broken freaking neck. Broken freaking neck. That's right. <laughs> so think about it. The dude had a broken freaking neck. Won a gold medal. So when he comes out and says he's the best wrestler in the world. He's telling the truth. And fans are like, you suck. You suck. You suck. Why do I suck? Because I'm the best wrestler in the world and I just told you that? Because people don't want to be told what to think. Correct. Cody. Cody came out and did a promo and (laughs) cut the biggest heel promo and no one realized it was a heel promo. This is what I said on Twitter. I said, the second he told you I'm not going to turn heel, he had already turned. He had turned. That was yeah. it. He had already turned, and people are are begging for something that he's already giving you. Every week he comes out and he lets the baby faces beat him down, and you, he gives you what you want in the match. Even if he wins the match, he still lets the lets the 
let the heel, quote unquote, humiliate him. And that's why the Andrade stuff in this match was so important. He kept he kept giving you moments where he would try and show up and and you know, you know, do his, you know, kiss babies and wave to the crowd. And every time he would get he would get uh punished for it every single time. Right. You know, it's like um when he came on cut that promo, he said, I told you I was gonna change the world. Because of me, you're sitting in those seats watching a revolution. Because of me, AEW is here. Correct. Because of me, all these fans and all these wrestlers from around the world are here in AEW. There's no me and team, motherfucker. <laughs> There's no I and team. That's a heel right there. He basically said, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, I mean, and the fans it, did not realize that he had said that like three times in that in that promo. Go back and listen to it. He said that, and he took off his shoes in the ring and gave his shoes away and all that shit like that. And I'm like, Julian, Julian pointed it out too. I was like, motherfucking Jordans were nice. You could throw them Jordans out to me. Ah, I love Jordans. What size shoe you wear, Cody? <laughs> shit, I wear a size twelve. And you know what Julian said to me? And I don't think you remember, but I'm a, I'm a paraphrase what you said. You can get those shoes. He only threw one out. Right. You a big ass heel. Hey, you want this five? You want this? You want these Dior's right here? These motherfucking twenty thousand dollar Dior's? Here, take one. <laughs> Just take one. You can. It's like it's like saying, "Hey man, I got this car, right? I'm gonna give you the keys to this car, but it's only the key to the trunk." Like, what the fuck? I'm gonna do the key to Trump. <laughs> I yeah, he's he's too smart. I think people that think that he is trying to not turn heel, he's too smart for that. Yeah. And there's certain things that he's done, like even in Chicago last week, when somebody pointed out that this was essentially Cena in front of the ECW crowd. That's exactly yeah. what it was. When he threw the oh, belt back and, and and it got thrown back to him, it's the exact same thing. He he knows Chicago. He's he's toured before, he knows where he is. Yeah. Um he knows that the Chicago crowd is going to play into it. Um, he's a smart guy. Like, there's several things he did in that match that were just incredibly smart, and I don't think a lot of people picked up on it. Cody is a uh, a genius. And don't and forget, another thing that people are every successful man. Yeah, is a successful woman. Is a woman yep. will set you on fire. By every good man is a woman with a lighter. With a lighter. And some lighter fluid. <laughs> Don't worry, you ain't on my you ain't my fucking beneficiary. <laughs> Set me on fire. <laughs> no, but but at the end of the day, man, this is the reason why people come to watch AEW every week. Because the subtle storytelling, the execution, Tony Khan is a very smart man. Uh Tony, you should follow me on uh, Twitter. You should follow me on Table Pros Podcast. <laughs> um that that's one of my goals. My goal is to uh, have Tony Khan follow this podcast and um, have Thunder Rosa come on the podcast as a guest. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I I laughed because we, with the Adam Cole stuff that happened, a lot of the stuff that blew up is because Tony responded to Will's tweet about it. Um, I know. And so I was looking at it from afar and I was like, what did we do? We, we lit the match. <laughs> what do we it's do? all your fault. See what you did? <laughs> we lit the match. Hey, but that, look, look, see, that right there tells you Tony Khan's listening to us. Like, he's tuning in. He's like, oh, these guys, they know what they're talking about. Let me let me go ahead and listen to what these guys have to say. 
Tony is like um, I got a boss at work, right? I, I, I work I work for the news. I do television production, and my boss is cool as fuck. He'll be like, "Hey man, I want to do a story on your wrestling show." I thought he was joking. A friend of mine today was like, uh, "So I just saw this news report today. It was a real clip, and it was like about Portland wrestling." And I was like, "Shut up." So I go back inside, and I cl- I'm like, I queued up, I'm like, what the fuck? He did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I thought he was joking. So when you have a boss that's really cool, right? And um, you you know like that guy, you can talk to that guy any way, shape, or form. You can be like, hey, Phil, man, what about them? Uh, what about them Lakers? You know, what about them? You know, you can come talk to your boss like that, and your boss is like, oh yeah, they, they fucking suck, blah blah blah. You know, and you can have that conversation like you're just two boys. Yeah. I watched a interview. Um, I think it was uh, with Renee Paquette on her oral sessions. Yeah. It was Renee and Ricky Starks. And Ricky Starks basically was like, yeah, Tony's one of them dudes that, you know, he'll just come up to you and be like, hey, let's talk about some shit. <laughs> and you guys can have a full-on conversation about just random stuff. He's like, Tony is like the most approachable person ever. As opposed to Vince McMahon, who people have actually said they stood outside his hour, his, his office for ten hours to get Correct. five minutes with him. Oh man! Speaking of Ricky Stark, one of the funniest moments of the night was um, Dante cut this impassioned <laughs> promo, and then Dante comes out and stands out in front of him, and then oh, Leo Ricky, Rush, um, yeah. It, yeah, then Ricky comes out immediately and laughs in Leo's face. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was because next week, ladies and gentlemen, they're doing the diamond, the diamond. Ring battle royal, whatever it is, and um, he did that. He came out because ta- Team Taz had come out there, and uh, he Leo was like, If you know me, Leo basically cut a Steiner promo without the 33 and the third. Oh, he yeah, that's like, right. Taz did the math, and then Leo yeah. came out and cut the promo in response to it. He was like, You know me, you know me, I'm 100%, but even at 1%. You know you can't beat me at one percent, and he was like, "But I got Dante," and he was like, "But, but, but, but," and he, and he was going off. He had the crowd going. Leo had the crowd going. And everything. All of a sudden, Dante walks out, and Dante, I'm gonna tell you right now. I know you guys talked about it on Grapsody. Grapsody. I'm gonna say this. I think it's a swerve. I think so too. Um, I think it's I, a huge swerve. I think there's some. I would not be surprised. My prediction is also that. This will be the first year that MJF does not win the diamond ring. I think he's going to lose. And I I, yeah. I would not be surprised if Punk costs him the match. I think CM Punk will win. Which would be great. <laughs> I, think be awesome. CM, I think CM Punk is going to cost him the match. And I wouldn't be surprised if A, either either Leo wins it or something else happens out of that. It, would, it wouldn't surprise me if Leo wins it and Dante helps him win. I still think Dante's that brother Team back. Taz contract was signed by these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, because look, look, we all know Julian is a legit chemist. That's what he does. <laughs> we all know if you're going to look at a contract, you're going to sign a contract, you're going to read it. Yeah. The way they just snatched that contract up, they were like, oh shit, we got it. Right? Dude, read either it. he wrote these nuts. Or he wrote these nuts in your mouth, or he wrote five guys in your mouth. One, he wrote something. Five funny. guys in your mouth. Um, <laughs> I think he switched. I think he switched the contract because. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I think something happened with the contract that they're not saying yet. 
Yeah, it, it, because it was too. And one thing you know about AEW, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> unlike WWE, they don't leave shit open ended. Like there's no loose, there's no 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 hanging thread, no loose, there's no loose ties that need to be tied. They bring they they they. It may take them five. They may be like Marvel. They may write a story that starts in two thousand and ends in two thousand twenty one, with Correct. an epic fucking saga. Like that's the way AEW is. Um, yeah, I do think that there was something to it. Yeah. Like for instance, the Rio thing. Like Rio bumped out of the ring and she went through the second rope last year, and now all of a sudden, we reviewed oh. the footage. At Rio, like, are you fucking kidding me? A year later, that was that was September. That was at All Out, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm just saying, like, like think about that. She bumped out. Okay, in September. Here it is now December. Yeah, that's three months. Um, so you are telling me in ninety days the no compete clause for WWE superstar in ninety days <laughs> this storyline, this yeah. storyline is played out. Like Tony Khan is a genius. Yeah, Leo. Hey, so, remember, Curtis Axel never got eliminated for the Royal Rumble. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going. It's still going on. Yeah, Leo's entire character is basically that he's a scammer. Why yeah. would he allow himself to get scammed? He's getting over on people. So he, he getting over on people. Well, well, he don't he's get over on somebody. He's, 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 he's the scamming. smartest guy in the room. LBO Leo, he's scamming. He's scamming. <laughs> but anyway, um, I do think that that, that storyline is going to be is going to come to fruition, and I think Dante is going to turn on Team Taz because right now Team Taz has nothing going on. I mean, Correct. the Battle of the Belts is coming up, and if you go on the AW website, they don't recognize the FGW title. Yeah, but I mean, on some websites they do. Yeah. I mean, in so many words, that's always been the story of the FT, FTW championship. It's not a recognized title. Correct. It is what it is. So with that, let's say, ladies and gentlemen, you want to support the channel here, you can go ahead and go to www.slamchats.com to support the boys and girls that work here at Body Slam Down Now. We totally appreciate you. That is www.slamchats.com to support the boys here. The boys and girls here that work at the uh, Body Slam Down Now. Help keep the lights on, ladies and gentlemen, because without the lights, you guys will be stuck with watching really awful wrestling. That's right. I said it. Don't at me on don't at me on Twitter. Um <laughs> <laughs> don't at me on Twitter. I would not fucking respond. Um Twitter is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. I am not gonna lie. Um, it kind of is. But Julian, tell these cats where they can watch us every yeah. single week, man. Oh man, are we, we are talking about this podcast three times a week. How many times? If you're in Portland, Oregon, you can see it Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So on Mondays, wait, yes, on Mondays at 10 p.m. You do this every week on Channel 22. She my heart. <laughs> Channel 8000 Two Central Lane TV. On Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m., Channel 23 Xfinity TV and Channel 8003 CenturyLink TV. Or Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m., Channel 11 Xfinity TV and CenturyLink TV. Now, you know, Julian, you read this shit every week. You're the man. Who, this, is your, this is your gimmick right here, Julian. This is your spot. This is Don't kill your own spot on the podcast. Everybody can read this. 
Three days a you week know, you read this. You know, it's funny. All of a sudden I realized that the days are not consecutive. That's right. They're not. You just want to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't read it because I'm like, that's fucked up. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to us on Amazon, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio and all those cool major podcast platforms. You can listen to these smooth jazz voice. You can tune in to listen to uh, Chocolate City um, tonight. Your boy Phil Lindsay from Grapsodies, your boy the franchise, and Mr. Chemical Julian, the mixologist, a professional wrestler, the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, tonight before you go to bed, say, Alexa, play the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. See what she says. She's going to be like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Them guys are crazy. Oh my God, those guys are crazy. They're having all kind of weird guests on the show doing talking about this really awful wrestling, talking about reunite 3MB and all that crazy stuff. <laughs> no, man, but for real, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Phil Lindsay, tell these people where they can find you on the uh, Twitter machine and all those good places. Uh, you can follow me at, at PhilDL616. And of course, you can follow our podcast account um, at Grapsity Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to go watch their show on Saturdays. If you think this show is funny, they are funny. They are hilarious. Phil, Will, and uh, Reg are three uh, funny ass dudes. And trust me, you will like what you hear. You'll like what you see. They are real. They're just like us. They put it down for you. They tell you the if, ands, and what's about professional wrestling. And they ain't going to do like everyone else. They ain't going to sugarcoat it. They don't give you their. Honest to God's opinions. Yeah. For reals. And ladies and gentlemen, you can reach us simply at www.bodyslam.net. That is www.bodyslam.net. If you want to go ahead and go there right now, you want to like, click, and subscribe, because guess what? We be breaking news. We be doing all kind of shit. You know, for all your pro wrestling news needs, go to bodyslam.net, ladies and gentlemen. And if you didn't know how, you know how to spell that, it is www.bodyslam.net. Man, look, before we go, final thoughts. Here's a final wow. thought for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, so on final thoughts, speaking of bodyslam.net, speaking of our girl, Jay Shell, if you want the latest on Big Swole, go oh, to yeah. bodyslam.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got. She wrote a story about Big Swole. Um, yes, she did. Shout out to Big Swole, by the way, too. Um, keep me real. Shout out to my boy Black G's. Uh, shout out to our boy Adam Gordon Woods, the Maharaja of MMA, the the Professor of Pugilistics, the Fiji Phenom. That's right. All hell, King Adam Woods, the Tribal Chief, the one I acknowledge. <laughs> the only Tribal Chief I acknowledge on this goddamn show. Um, you know what? Let's do something with Phil. Since Phil is a guest on the show, we haven't done this in a while. But I want to. You know what? I like Phil. I like the way they. I, I like. I like. I like their their hot takes. So I'm gonna play this game with Phil real quick. Phil, team with, view with, or fire. Real mm. simple concept. You can team with anyone in the industry, no matter who they are, alive or dead, wrestler, announcer, ring announcer, commentator, dude who sweeps the floors, the mats after the show, whatever. <laughs> You can feud with anybody, anybody in the industry, any podcaster, any any podcaster, and you can fire any motherfucker you want. No, mm-hmm. you don't have to tell us why, unless you want to. So, team with feud with fire. This is this is tough. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, if I'm going to team with anyone, I'm going to team with uh, Kofi Kingston, just because he's one of my favorite wrestlers. I think he's Ooh. he's one of the best tag team wrestlers in the world. He's, you know, well, seems like smart choice. Uh, few with anybody, Matt Riddle, because I just hate him as a character. I just, I can't stand Matt Riddle. It's, it's, it's horrible. It, it's, it's, it's a horrible character. Um, I don't like his Twitter presence. Um, I believe he has me blocked. Um, so, yeah, I think we're probably already feeling wow. I fucking hate Matt Riddle. Thank you very you much. You don't like the pigeons? No. I, I, I hate it. I, I hate the character. So you okay. with, with Matt Riddle. Um, Bro. <laughs> and if I had to fire anybody, I would fire Mustafa Ali because I want him to get out of that company. Yes. yes. <laughs> Chicago I native. I think he's awesome. He He's not doing anything worth a note there. Get him out of right. there. And as a fellow... Uh, the son of a Chicago native. My mom was a jolly Illinois woman. Um, shout out to the Windy City. Um, I agree. I really and truly fucking hate Matt Riddle. And I think Mr. Ali really needs to go somewhere where his talents are where his talents are appreciated. Because he's he is phenomenal. I have not seen that guy in one shitty match, even with Mansoor and fucking the Saudi Correct. Mania. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah the, the Mansoor match was actually really good. Um, it was really I, good. I think people forget how good those uh, 205 Live matches were when Ali was there. Um, yep. Ali could easily be the face of a brand. I really do believe that. Um, and I just don't know what they're doing with him there. Man, I like that. I totally like that. I was just talking. We got that uh, smooth jazz force gimmick going right now. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on the Roundtable Pros and Podcast, sponsored by BodySlam.net. For your boy, Chemical Julian, the mixologist of professional wrestling, for Mr. Grapsity himself, Mr. Phil Lindsay, it has been your boy, Double B Bad, but the franchise player. And uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back here on Friday with a little bit of heat for Rampage and um, some sour shit for. Smackdown, probably. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you later. Peace.